When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if I start my own podcast? I ran some preliminary numbers and the good news is seems like all we really need is a solid mic and some chairs. Now I have some chairs. What do you miss most about? Yeah, what do you miss most about Loose? Just his essence. You're listening to the Gobras and Fire podcast, Rockin' Pod Expo 2 Wrap-Up, with your hosts, Loose Cannon and Baco. Now, does anybody have a Tylenol? Covers and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined, as always, by the affable Baco. How are you, sir? I am tired. <laughs> you should be. You are the ambassador of Covers and Fire. Where have you returned from? <laughs> I just got back from Nashville from, uh, I think you, you know where I came back from, Rockin' Pod 2, baby. I'm going to go Ron Keel on you, like, you know where I was. You know damn well I was in Nashville. Uh, well, I have, I have no idea what that means, except I know that Ron Keel is a person, and you uh, like to take lots of pictures with him. But continue. <laughs> yeah, he, Ron Keel is the ambassador of Baco. Oh, okay. Lots yeah. of ambassadors already on the yeah, show. We got all, yes, they're, I, they're all over the place. I'm excited. This is this is officially, uh, as you're hearing this, this is the first that both myself and the listeners are are going to hear a recap or your experience at the expo. So I'm sure, excited. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, drink. Uh, by the way, I heard that all weekend. <laughs> I bet. I was just saying. Um, I, I found uh, whatever, whatever <laughs> the other day I saw in the uh, uh, by a liquor store. There was a big van that had a Coors Light. It was the Coors, it was a Coors Light van. <laughs> and I was thinking, how many? I was thinking the over under of how many Coors Lights you had that weekend. <laughs> What did you say? Ah, 36. Say 30. 36. 36 easily. Oh, well, my God. Well, I, bought a, I bought a case, and then I bought another case, but the second and first case <laughs> I shared. So I don't know. Yeah, and then I was buying them, you know, of course, and uh, yeah, I, I, I drank them at pretty much every bar we were at. 
so three bunch. Actually, I had a bunch of Yinglings too. So it was Ying, uh, it was a Yingling Coors Light weekend. Now that I think about it, that might bring it under twenty, and it was about maybe another twenty Yinglings. I split a, I, I split of uh, a six pack of Yingling with uh, Ian Wadley at the uh, Zany's Comedy Club show. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. Uh, Yinling is Coors Light, just a lower label. <laughs> yeah, that's why it tastes so good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a white label thing. They just, yeah. you know. Anyway, so enough. I am going to just fire away however you want to lead this yeah. thing in. I, you, you missed know, it, man. Uh, well, you know what? I, I could tell you this to start out with, and that is that I don't need to go to expos, be it <laughs> Kiss Expos or Vinnie Vincent Expos. I have the same experience through vertical phone videos and and recaps like like yourself and listening to shows. Why do I need to be there? I've got the ambassador. That's all I need. Maybe next year both of us can skip it, and then we will recap it like we did the Vinnie Expo and the <laughs> Indianapolis one. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should pay for a booth and just leave it there with our two face fans. <laughs> well, but I have so many things to ask you, but I do not want to go over the place. So please, bring me in. You get off the airport however you want to lead it, Baco. Let's go. Yeah, I get to the hotel about 4 o'clock. I walk in. I'm checking in, and Stephen Michael comes up. Did he do a thing where he pulled up his phone and go, you see what that is? That's a pound <laughs> symbol. Pound me, too. Yeah, yeah, I heard that all weekend, too. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Stephen was in the lobby. I got, I got to meet his wife later. You've met her, right? I did not. He did. He just came. I was. I was actually. It was the opposite. He she. Visited. He showed up without her. That's right. No, she's a a, yeah. a, a very delightful woman. He is totally outkicked his coverage with her. I mean, uh, it's like <laughs> two different. It's like I'm, I'm like looking at him, looking at her, going like, I thought I, I thought I was like, you know, like uh, oddly disproportionate to to the quality of person compared to my wife. But I'm like, come on, Stephen. I mean, you're burying bodies in your backyard, and you're, oh, listen to and me. he's a shirt tucker. He's a shirt tucker. <laughs> Yeah. He wasn't a shirt tucker when I saw him. He must have oh, been he, off his game. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe like his wife was like asking for some like we need a little time apart, and then he's like all of a sudden he's like that 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 like divorced husband in sweatpants and untucking his shirt. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I'm not sure if Stephen Michael knows that that every time that we play that little pound me too, he's doing a slight rapey joke. Does he understand that? Oh, he does. Uh, it, it took eight minutes for him to explain to me that he understood the joke, but that was, you know, <laughs> like, it was seven words long. <laughs> when, when, when you're talking face to face on him, were you trying to hit buttons on his chest that sped him up? <laughs> this fucking, this damn thing's defective. Uh, I will tell you this. He, uh, he is in on the joke and he is about the most affable person I've met. Uh, he, he, he takes the shit and he gives it back. He, and he, he didn't let up on me all weekend either. But, oh, <laughs> I got to tell you about one thing real quick. I got it. There's a guy named Jay. I'm not going to try to butcher his last name. It's like something like Sabluzgi or something like that. Uh, I, I, if he's telling the truth, he's going to hear this. And I believe it because this is the story I want to tell you is that he went up to the grown up rock table and yelled, pound me too, and then ran across <laughs> the venue to tell me that he just did it. And he had just turned 50 that day. He was celebrating his 50, 50th birthday. <laughs> 
And he's wearing a, a, a John Lamoureux podcast, the Hustle T-shirt. He is. He was like this, this, this like maniacal happy podcast fanatic. He exact. <laughs> he is exactly what this event is for. So Jay, it was such a pleasure meeting you. I'm so glad you listened. I hope you're listening now. Uh, please support all the shows, including ours, and keep doing what you're doing. But man, what a funny. And then uh, he's like, Oh, by the way, they told me to tell you. Fuck you! And then he like ran away from me. He's, like, <laughs> He's the messenger. So he it's yelled only... at them and then delivered their message to me across the the rooms. You know the best thing about the well, I'm not gonna say the best. I think one of the unique things about the expo is you can just go booth to booth and and say in jokes and everybody gets it. <laughs> You could be a fan. You're like, yeah, that guy knows me. That guy knows me too. Uh, no shit. Well, anyway, well, let's get back. Let's try to get back on track here. Uh, so I'm, I'm back at the hotel, and then then Sinzak walks in, and I find out that the, that the Canadian geeks are at that bar that we that you remember that Packer bar that we hung out. Yep. Yep. Okay. So sure. they're all over there on the outside patio, and uh, so I, I basically just throw my bags in my room, and Sinzak and Stephen Michael and I, we all head over there. We get to the bar, and, uh, you know, Rich and, uh, Rich and Wally from the, you know, the CG FBI NCS CU, CUV show is there. But also with them was Rock and Ron, Rock and Dawn, who apparently, until I called her Rock and Dawn, no one had thought to call her that. She loved that and hmm. took it all weekend. And Excellent. Anyway, See? so, uh, yeah, apparently I, I coined the most obvious phrase ever. And... <laughs> Uh, half of the brand new Decibel Geek TV show was there, Pete Coon. Jim Coon, the other half, the younger, and uh, I saw the promo, did you? Yeah, uh, unlike what Pete said, Jim, he does not look younger than Jim. I'm sorry, Pete. I've seen you on video and I've seen you face to face. Jim clearly is your younger brother. Anyway, uh, Pete was a very, very nice guy. What a, I mean, he was so pot fired up and passionate, but I couldn't really understand everything he said. He just talks so fast. He's like a he's like a machine gun. He's like the opposite of Stephen Michael. You know, uh, <laughs> he, he is. He, and Stephen Michael says, "Hello, how are you?" And Pete Coon just recited the entire War and Peace to you. <laughs> if only we can put them together to make a perfect broadcaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, oh, Pete. Pete was blown away by everything. So yeah. So the Coon brothers out of of the Denver area have a yep. show on Decibel Geek TV. I think it's just called Rock show with the Coon Brothers. But did you know what kind of camera they use on the show to film it? The, the I think it's one pack? of those ones that you can also like uh, film underwater with. <laughs> no, it's it's actually uh, their own branded camera. It's called the Wang Dang Sweet Coon Cam. <laughs> Yeah! 
Yeah, so the day of the expo, uh, the venue was, uh, it, it was much more set up for something like this. They, they, they we're, we're all in one big room, but there is kind of like this elevated area where they put all the podcast shows for the most part. <laughs> Okay. All the all the vendors were down on the main floor, kind of surrounding this the the stage in a box, and and then just like last year, they had chairs in front of the stage, and it was an actual stage this year, you know, like about tits high. <laughs> Did you say tits high? Yeah, you know, just gonna you know, it's not waist high, it's not belly high, it's tits high. It's about it's like an average stage in a rock venue, kind of high. Let's put it that is that better. So they had the table for all the, 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 the podcast panels held up there. The record vendors were much more, I don't know, everything was so much more locked in and ready to go is the best way to put it. Uh, I, I went around the record vendors last year, and they were great last year. They were just better this year, more, more rock and metal centric. And they were pretty rock and metal centric last year compared to other record shows I've ever been to. So everything is everything is big, uh, better and bigger than the originals. What you're saying, right? Well, according to Chris, the square footage of the room was about the same, maybe a little bigger. 
But I, okay. one of the biggest improvement was the interview arrangement. Now they locked everybody down to about a ten to fifteen minute window, but as long as you were at your table when you needed to be, there was this clear schedule. Everybody was just kind of rotated through. All the shows got a lot of interviews. It was really smooth. A girl named Tracy, I think, was handling that for Chris okay. this year, and she did a fabulous job. She she was the one that uh, walked most of the artists to the table. She uh, took me to like hang out with Erie Vaughn behind a curtain for about five minutes before okay. I, I did my panel with him. Everything was so great. Yeah, man. Like I said, I, I kept from giving you a call like a little bitch to find out everything because I've been anticipating knowing this. There's a lot to unpack. It's three days. Mm-hmm. You got the pre-party, the expo itself, you know, uh, and then, of, of course, the comedy show the next day. And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I will I, interrupt you here and tell you something kind of funny that that is very much me. So I knew okay. the first day that I got in that I was going to hang out and, you know, do do the pre-party. I really wanted to see Ron Keel anyway. But of course, you know, you're, you're like first day of vacation high. I'm not sure. kidding you. I had a banana at about 10 o'clock in the morning and I did not eat again until I forced my way through a drive through at McDonald's up the street on foot. Uh, they, they weren't. <laughs> Uh, it took a little, took a little uh, conversing, but I made it done. And uh, immediately thinking the next morning, like I probably won't go to the post party tonight. I'll, it, the, the thing will, ha- you know, the the event itself will be enough for me, and I'll just want to, you know, kind of kick back, maybe have a couple beers with some people locally, and then go back to the hotel. And then I'm also thinking in the back of my mind. And I'm probably not going to do that comedy show on Sunday night because by then I'm totally going to be tired. Uh, but no, I, I did all of it. And I am glad I kept my, my, my original plan in check And because it, it, it was not a problem. It, apparently I can, I can wake up at you know 6.30 and go to bed at 2 a.m. Uh, three days in a row. Day four it's was getting home and sleeping with the cats. So yeah, let's, let's, let's start with a pre-party and get, it, get into any anecdotes there because, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure you got there and as soon as you landed, you're like, man, I really, I really miss Loose Cannon's essence. I've heard essence was, was what was missing. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad the part you're bringing into the show that you've heard apparently is the positive stuff I said because I, I, <laughs> I took a lot of cheap shots at you for not showing up. Oh, I, I bet I cannot. I, I cannot imagine as 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 uh, as as you should. I, I did miss you. Yeah, I really wish you were there, and I don't mean that as a dig or or some kind of guilt trip, but it just I, it actually inspired a question that I had for Ron Keel about this pack mentality when you're a band. Because the idea that, like, you know, it was just like, you know, we're there together and we're away from the wives and we're just in a strange town kind of doing what we want to do. Sure. Um, yeah. but, and also, you know, a lot of everybody asked about you that you would think of and a, and a few people that you've never met talked about it, too. So you were missed uh, and your essence was clearly missing in the air. Well, the plan is that we go year three. We both go the next year. You don't go. And stuff like that. So we just keep it's it's like a whole mystique, right? You're telling me I can't go in here for <laughs> my wife hasn't even done that. <laughs> Three what years is you? enough. What? That wasn't for my wife. That was loose cannon. <laughs> yeah, but then you you show up halfway through the weekend and everybody just like jumps on you like the Beatles. Oh man! Oh, that'll be my plan. Yeah, oh, that's um, what I'm saying. Uh, no, but I heard I heard that uh, you're. Your nickname should now be Planet Ego, though. Well, no, I'm not going to make fun of Baco because even just talking about him on stage is feeding his enormous ego. That's fair enough. You may have swelled too much, not just from the beer. Uh, no, no, that that's definitely what caused the ego was swallowing all the beer. No, 
I think I was a very pleasant person to talk to all weekend. Smiles Affable. and slaps on the back. I, like, yeah. I, I think I was more the ambassador than the ego. All jokes, brother. I now know. Go. Yeah, bring it I, on, I, bitch. I, I, can't, I can't wait to hear the, the, the rips. The rips on me, but go into, uh, come on, anecdote, night one. When we're at the bar and I'm, I'm meeting the Coon Brothers and all that stuff, we decided that to go to the pre-party. So we're trying to figure out who's going with who, you know, because the geeks need a ride, you know, because and they don't know what everybody's talking about. And I end up riding with Sinzak to the venue before anybody's, they're all settled in their check anyway. And Ooh. the waitress is like, what's this, This this is this uh, Monopoly money? Well, apparently it was Canadian dollars. So <laughs> Sinzak and I are on the way to the venue and he gets a, a, a his phone is blowing up the entire time. And it turns out his wife is at Chick-fil-A, your place, trying to get the food for the pre-party uh, bands, like the catering for them. And their, sure. their order wasn't ready, and she wasn't sure how long it was going to be. And she was already supposed to be at the venue with the food. And apparently the rockers are getting super hungry. Uh, someone from the venue actually called and said, is the food on the way? Oh, and by the way, Tora Tora hasn't shown up. And hey, quick question. Yeah. Wait, you got it from there. Where was you, you said you're, they're getting it from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Chick-fil-A was their the catering food. Uh, your, your favorite. Yeah. But did they put it under Michael Sweet's name to get a Christian discount? <laughs> I think they did. Uh, I, I, I can't say that for sure. Uh, since like we'll have to uh, confirm that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. Pray the gay away, people. Continue. Pray the gay, pray the gay away. So we get to the venue. And he's texting Tora Tora. He's clearly stressed out. So I just kind of checked out, stepped outside to talk to, to give the wife a call. Go back to that. Go back to that. No, don't say it again. But just the phrase, I'm texting Tora Tora. It's pretty funny to me. No? Okay. Hold on for a second. I got to text Tora Tora. Yeah. The they, band. Yeah. They have one phone. Do they share a phone? Well, he probably said the uh, Anthony, I think Anthony Porter. No, no, Anthony Porter is fucking Matt Porter's brother. <laughs> <laughs> he was texting a guy, that. texting a guy from Tora Tora. I'm sorry. I, I'm just not Wikipedia deep on Tora Tora. It's a guy named Anthony, I believe, uh, this, the lead singer. So they're, they're getting all that straightened out, and, and I'm just hanging there. So I, I take a quick uh, second to call the wife. I come back in, and uh, by this point, people have started to funnel in, and, and I'm catching up with people that we saw last year. Where they have this kind of outdoor patio, which is fantastic. And then the metal cowboy, Ron Keel, comes rolling through, and the night <laughs> is pretty much off the rails from there. Uh, he played an acoustic set of about five songs, oh. and he was amazing. Sounded so good. 
Uh, and and the, maybe not the five songs I wanted to pick, but that's not really the point. He was kind of like the first band of the night, oddly, I thought. But and I think largely because he was just playing acoustic where the other bands were all doing full sets. It was kind of like mm-hmm. a, a slow warm-up. It was 7 o'clock at night, so that's pretty early. You know how we've joked about like people like Brett Michaels or even Vince Neil, like, I can't wait to come out and party with you people. We've heard a lot of rock stars say that, correct? Sure. Then they, then they go home. Yeah. First guy I've ever seen actually do it. Ron Keel. <laughs> he came out there. He see, he hung by his merch table for a while, and then he went out in the patio, and he got fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was drinking the whole time. The weird thing is I left with Stephen Michael and his wife because I, by this point, like I said, I was only on a banana. I was pretty drunk and craving, <laughs> you know, some sustenance. I get back to the hotel room, and Toomey is at a strip club somewhere, and his roommate, who I've never met, is just sitting in her hotel room. So that I, I get this introduction to Eric Moore, uh, who used to be part of the uh, Offer Meds podcast. Oh, So yeah. him and I decide to walk over to that scoreboard bar, that Packer bar I was talking about just a little bit. We walk over there and have a beer. And who's there? But it's the metal cowboy, Ron Keel. And at this point, uh, no joke, he is at that, are you okay, Dr- level of drunk. You know, where we're like, you're like, do you need help? You know, I mean, he's like doing that thing where he's standing and watching in the band but he's like not aware that he's like doing this kind of oscillating weird thing doing the like 40 degree lean yeah yeah he's like lean back lean forward and uh i didn't realize it when i first saw him i went up and started talking to him for a little bit but about you know 10 words in it was clear it's like whoa (laughs) he's he's more fucked up than me man He's on his own personal cruise ship in high waters. I do think this is kind of like one of those things like, I'm a married man away for the weekend. I don't want to misrepresent this. He was by himself, too. I assume he was staying at the same hotel we were. He uh, ambled away before I could find out for sure. Did you get any of the footage of him on stage or uh, leaning to the left, front, and side <laughs> on, on, on uh, any type of, of smartphone? I did. I shot about a minute of his show uh, he played Serenade from the first, uh, from the only Steeler record, and I posted it on my Facebook page today. Uh, I did not think it was appropriate to actually film a guy who's, you know, basically at the end of the night. Because um, I've been <laughs> yes, there, no. and I probably got there three or four times this weekend, and I don't know that I need footage of that posted online.
And the next day when I interviewed him, I said, yeah, and by the way, an item I added to my bucket list was get fucked up with Ron Keel on a deck. And he's like, well, nice. the first drink of the day. Cheers, buddy. We'll do it again tonight. So as far as the podcaster roster of people we associate with and, and just in general of the expo, was what percentage do you think was there at the pre-party on Friday night? You know, I, sh- I want to answer it this way. Of the people that were there, like actually, because a lot of people came in Saturday, uh, I would say I don't know, maybe half. Uh, I, I, okay. It, it was the first attempt I made at talking to Michael Butler over the weekend, so he was there. Uh, Joey was there from Rock Strikes 10. Of course, the geeks showed up. Chris and Aaron. A funny story there is someone was there that, that's a def- decibel geek writer. I, I don't recall her name right now, but she said that she was excited to meet Chris and Aaron. Now, at this point, Chris was there because I showed up with him, but Aaron had not yet arrived. And I made the little joke that, like, well, you might have a hard time pinning down Chris this weekend, but you can get all the time you want with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because he, he's, the, he's the ambassador of decibel geek. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> it, it, it's it's amazing how you, you I I found out much more how symbiotic their relationship is. They really do work well together. It uh, it was very fun. Rock and Metal Combat podcast was there. Uh, I, a lot of people actually turned out for Angel. It was a, there was a lot of walk up ticket purchases that night. That was pretty much the the story all weekend. It was a good turnout. I I, I think from the, the the people who had arrived. Now the Kiss podcasters they pretty much weren't there, which is odd because Angel is a Casablanca record label. You know you, you think that's, there'd be that's some true. So did you there, see? So. So I know I know pretty much no I don't know any angel. So did you see them? Were they any good? Yeah, they were fine. Uh, their their wigs were really good. <laughs> yeah, were they wearing white? Uh, they did not. No, they did. They didn't put the whole image on. And it's only you know it's only the two guys performing oh, songs okay. of angels or of angel, I should say. Magnus was great. Uh, just a killer cover band. And Toro Toro was a lot of fun. <laughs>
What's your vibe so far? Better than last year already? Bigger, cooler yeah, venue? I, I can tell you that the, the, the best barometer that I can give you is that even with all that drama that, that I heard in the car, Chris Sinzak is clearly more at ease than last year. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. He, he is relaxed. Now, when something comes up, he deals with it. But he didn't have that kind of panic-stricken, I'm about to drown in sweat look that he had last year at any time this weekend. The whole thing seemed like he had an opportunity to kind of kind of be the boss but also enjoy things. And also, would you describe year two at this point, too, the vibe? Everything was elevated. The venue, like I said, like I, I touched on it earlier, there, there is nothing this year that wasn't better than last year, and last year was amazing. Anything else from this night, or you want to go into the, the day two and you waking up after eating a <laughs> banana and a, and a hamburger that you had to fight? They don't usually serve people through the drive-thru. You actually walked up and they gave you food. Yeah, no, uh, thankfully one of the employees was out in the parking lot, and I explained that I didn't have a car and I was from Minnesota. She's like, well, my sister will drive you through who was sitting in the parking lot. She's like, I'm not, I'm not taking him. And she's like, he's from Minnesota. He doesn't have a car. She's like, I'm not taking him. She's like, just go to the window. I walked up there. There's like cars behind me. Is there a car in front of you too? Like you no, smashed? no. There was nobody there at the time, so I worked out there. But by the time they, I got my food, there was like three cars backed up. So yeah, I bought uh, I bought four cheeseburgers. Took them back to my new roommate Eric. Uh, and, and by the way. Uh, to me, still wasn't back. He didn't get back to the hotel room till two thirty. So basically, that your roommate was uh, a guy I'd never met before. Went to a right, bar and met. watched Ron Keel kind of amble around. Oh, then we went back and hung out with Lee McCormack, who, of course, Lee doesn't go anywhere without some squish. So he, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's another term I heard all weekend. Uh, and he, so he, he, of course, Lee is the real deal, man. Uh, Oh, he's he's a very ha- very handsome man, and he, he's literally a guy who's like he's like he's like uh, he, she's born in the wrong decade, you know. He he's like sure. Jerry Lee Lewis's brother or stepbrother right. or something like that. Except without the fourteen year old squish. So yeah, like uh, the the yeah, uh, it ended up with uh, me and uh, Eric passing out in separate beds watching the Minnesota Vikings replay uh, preseason game. All right, so you wake up and. Uh, uh, Eric's hand is between two pillows. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. It turns out to be Toomey's butt, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Come on. I, I think I, I think people can can uh, can fill yeah. in the blanks here. We don't, we don't, yeah. we don't need to handhold our audience at this point. No, My God. probably not. But, uh, no. yeah, it was. Uh, we all got up pretty early. And, and uh, then we went. You remember Shoney's? Of course. That's the only place in town. I, actually, wait. Oh, there's Shoney's and Cracker Barrel. Those are the two choices you have. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to Shoney's. Was it Cracker Barrel? Was it the, Cracker Barrel? Yeah, the Cracker Barrel right across the street. You're not wrong. You got you. You remember it right? Uh, yeah, right. Shoney's was a bigger disappointment than I remember last year, largely because of the eighteen dollar bill. I was like, what? Yeah, for powdered eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? That was just a trough. Oh, it's like okay. that weekend was like I think I I took two rounds of the trough and we went to Cracker Barrel to get upscale dining. And I believe I remember uh, telling Billy Hardaway at some point to be quiet because all the people were there from church. church he, was, he was ranting about something. I don't know if you remember this. And they have all the tables together. I'm like, I'm like Billy. He's like, all right, fine. Oh my god, yeah. The, Billy comes into play on day two here at, at the actual. Oh, I expo. bet. I, I, I can't wait. How many how many insults he hurled in my direction? <laughs> You'll be happy to know he didn't talk about you too much. Oh, or unhappy to know, probably. I I do appreciate him setting up uh, the uh, GoFuckMe.com fundraiser for my divorce. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) what a what a solid dude. 
Oh, uh, very solid. So, so no, he did Go not ahead. pick me up from the airport this year. I had to take a lift because he was uh, handling Angel. Oh, he was he. <laughs> He was he was their chauffeur all weekend. Imagine that. <laughs> and yet they they imagine that. So he drove them around Friday, and they still showed up Saturday. So props to Angel. You well, dealt fun. with Billy Hardaway uh, I, two days in a row. I like that. Uh, I like to say that in a resume. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, 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 Gibson Guitars uh, went through bank, <laughs> caused bankruptcy, uh, drove for Angel. That's kind of. Uh, I thought you're going the other way. It's like, oh, I used to play guitar in Angel, and I spent two days with the, Billy Hardaway, so I'm I'm equipped to do anything. <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh, so no, yeah, we we I, I pull in, and of course, I lay out the whole table. Uh, we shared it with Talk to Me uh, or Josh from the Talk to Me podcast. Made a nice little banner and had all our merch spread out there. Can we talk about your merch a little bit? Yeah. Oh, our, you mean our merch. You weren't there, but it's still our merch. Yes, but I didn't know anything about you. My punishment was not knowing about the merch yes, until, that, I, that until was I hit. It. Until, yes, yes. So, so I'm anticipating. I'm like, how can we surpass the expectation of the jerk sock and face fans in year two? That's a high bar. Yeah, and even that. Pods and Sod said uh, on their show last year that they felt that uh, Cobras and Fire won the merch battle. Right. And clear, hands down and or hands in the pants on the sock, however mm-hmm. you want to do it, it won. And like, how do you exceed that? Please, you're sitting there brainstorming and how did you come up with, I think is the most brilliant merch I've ever seen in any convention. Please. Well, it was a combination of two things. Uh, something that you like to use that you've mm-hmm. brought up on the show and also oh, yes. one of the only items I've ever heard repeated by a, a younger band when I ask them, them the question what's an item a fan that a practical gift a fan could help a, a young band with and that is what I ended up calling a choney wipe I don't mind saying it I'm, I'm going to use the choney wipe which is basically a dude wipe a butt <laughs> wipe it's like a, a wet cloth that you kind of use to you like to use it because you're afraid to have a smidgen of poop particle on your butthole for 20 minutes right you have to have you basically every time you poop it has to be like you just took a shower right that's correct listen to me first off before we go into that listen uh, to me the the the, the choney cho- I've never heard that term <laughs> what is a choney I think it's Slang I, like, I actually pronounced I actually pronounced it Coney. I'm like, yeah. was this Coney Island wipes? What is yeah, what is yeah. what is a Choney? <laughs> well, Choney is basically the crotch area. I I, I think if uh, it's also known as like underpants. I've never even seen that term in my life. It's basically the entire area. You know, it's like yeah, you just gotta clean your Choney. <laughs> That's your balls. <laughs> it's it's the, your taint. It's your butthole. Oh, so it's more than the taint. Yeah, maybe it should have been called a. Well, yeah, the taint is the middle area, so yeah, it's, right, it's everything. Right, but is that the same as? But is this is this the same as the chode? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Sort of. I think, that, but what is it? it's what, say it again. It's choney cho- choney wipe. I don't mind saying it. I'm I'm going to use the choney wipe. Choney. So choney. We're going to define it today. If it's not, we're going to add it to online. But I'm going to say that choney is both the balls. The taint or chode area and your asshole together. Yes, yeah, like yeah, whole that, area. Perfect description. Yeah, yeah. Any, anywhere choney. in your underwear that sweats is a choney. I mean, I know for women they're instructed to wipe uh, from front to back. Anybody out there, go take a dump. Wipe your butt with toilet paper, then take one swath of a choney wipe, and you will faint the amount of fecal matter that's left behind. I don't mind saying it. I'm I'm going to use the choney wipe. It was not as uh, damp as last year. 
But it got hot enough that there's plenty of people in there that needed a choney wipe. I mean, I know for women, they're instructed to wipe uh, from front to back. And what on what there, what does it cure? I saw all the little things it cured. I don't have it in front of me. It's like uh, uh, gig butt, swamp ass, yolk butt. <laughs> Uh, it's, which are all the same thing. So, <laughs> gig actually, gig butt is uh, uh, what you get from wearing leather pants on stage for an hour or so. I've never heard of yoke butt either. <laughs> That's a good one. But if it cures all the following, but but uh, but yeah, I mean, pretty much what you did, Baco, for that place. I'm not sure how you may you gave out and everything like that, but you basically gave everybody in that in that room a breath mint for their ass.
You would have filled your pockets with these bitches. I got to hang out with a lot of the people that were there for uh, rock and metal combat quite a bit this weekend. Apparently, they did, they're not as like uh, discriminating in what their butthole as you are. <laughs> <laughs> they're like. Like, I've never even heard of a wipe. <laughs> That's for you, Scott Stein and Metal Mike. But the, the expo itself was great. We had um, guest after guest. And like I said, the interviews were lined up uh, just like clockwork, and it was perfect. And also, it, it, I'm not kidding you at all, and I don't mean this with any disrespect. I did no prep for one of the guests at all. And because of the fact I'm only dealing with 10 to 15 minutes, I could wing it, except for my interview with Mike Vassera, who I really did want to talk to, but I didn't know much about him, other than he was in a band called Obsession, and he did uh, two loudness records. And it turns out he played with Ingve. So Billy Hardaway actually sat in on my interview with him, and that was a total mistake, Lewis. I... I, I... <laughs> I just want to apologize to you personally for that. I kid. It was great. You, you'll love it. Okay. I heard that Courtney uh, Courtney Dold, a comedy writer and uh, and performer on Sunday's show, had a uh, display or uh, offering five dollar hand jobs and fifty thousand a blowjob. Is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, that she was going around doing that. Then maybe it'll be somebody other than Billy Hardaway buying a hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was. <laughs> Well, I can just see that in there. It goes, it's $10 for general admission, $20 for early entry, $25 for early entry, and a hand job from court.
reasons that I, I really started to miss you was a lot. We there was so much love for our show, and and we we, we did very well last year, I think. But now you can actually see the the, the result of everything we've been doing. Uh, a lot of people came up to me and talked to me about the show, whether it was fellow podcasters that started checking out our show more because of uh, our our interaction with them last year. Uh, okay, people that had started listening. Uh, that that just came as fans of all of of, of podcasting in general that, that wanted to talk to me about our show, right? Uh, I got asked about you a bunch, not just by podcasters, but by people that came up. That felt really good. But here are a handful of things that I heard throughout the three days. <laughs> okay, I can't wait for this. That uh, I think will will warm your heart and my cockles. Probably your cockles. I don't have a friend, Steve. Pound me too. Absolutely. Drink. Or just drink after somebody said absolutely, like, yeah. Sure. Uh, there was a couple jerk sock references. The only awesome. interview that I heard multiple people come up and talk about was the Steve Whiteman one. So once again, you are correct. There's this, like, magic thing with the word kick. There is a underworld of people waiting to hear information <laughs> about kicks. Yeah. They have been waiting. They're salivating. It's it's like you see those uh, uh, in Lord of the Rings. You see on Lord of the Rings where you see those things, uh, the orcs or whatever, crawl from the under, the under, under. They're just like coming out of the, the, the ground and everything like that. You just say kicks. People run. What are some of our top, this and that first episode, in like episode 20, when I did a kicks recap yes. with LA Guns. It's fucking huge. I don't know where these people are coming from. It, it, they, Baltimore, there is a, there is a hot Hot need for kick still. What'd you say? <laughs> Apparently that 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 needs to be our, our focus going forward. Uh, we might uh, we might have to just do a sidecast just on kicks kicks cast. Hmm. Dave from Blame Your Brother came up and introduced himself and his brother to me. Uh, he had a lot of kind words to say about the show, and we talked quite oh, a bit. Very cool. Yeah, I was definitely looking forward to seeing those guys. Uh, if I was going, yeah, absolutely. Drink. David, uh, thank you for stopping by with your brother and, and saying hello. You guys are both just fantastic to meet. We love the show. Uh, we're both fans, right? Uh, uh, somewhat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, same here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, uh, and then uh, the, uh, I had Sonny Pooney on the show finally. And Did Pooney uh, finally, bu- did Pooney finally uh, bust balls back, or is he just listening to Y&T in his headphones? <laughs> <laughs> he had one earbud in listening to Y&T the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but he but he kept when I asked him like can you take it out he's like yesterday and today bro and uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, no I, I finally got to corner him on the the Gene Simmons vault as far Ooh, as the, vault, the quality good. of his ratings yeah uh, now yes. again Sonny what a what a name like who the hell named it did they know this guy was going to be this giant ball of like sunshine every time he walked into a room he is <laughs> he is such a friendly and nice person, and he really does epitomize his name. Like you just feel happy being near him, don't you think? Now, did he pay you a hundred dollars when he came on? He did not. Uh, I, I, oh, still. Yeah, I, exactly. So I, technically, doesn't he owe us a hundred bucks? I think he does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll send him a, an invoice. Uh, Do you know Stephen Michael? This is this his entire income is uh, just having Pony on every week on the show. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, I love Stephen, but nonstop. Growing uh, up, rock. Growing up, very slow, but we're growing up. Growing up, rock. He did. Hey, by the way, he did an impersonation of me to my face. It was pretty cool. 
Oh, good. Yeah, maybe we should I'm have sure him back on so we can perfect. share it with you. It was, uh, I mean, it was fucking horrible, but n- it was not as good as all my sweet impressions. Yeah, so, I know. But uh, did uh, he start sweating because he was actually talking at a regular pace, talking like <laughs> you? I, I don't, I don't remember the sweat, but I was like, wait a second, you actually can verbalize faster. I, I didn't realize that. I just thought, I didn't know it was a choice. Yeah, it's like I choose to talk this fast. <laughs> You know, you want to talk about a joke that's been beaten into the ground, but still, still kind of works. <laughs> and, and talk about somebody that I shouldn't be kicking because, man, that guy was my chauffeur for about half the weekend. Him and his lovely <laughs> wife. Oh, you got to ride in a car with him and his wife because she's the GPS. And one time she actually said, no, 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 you have you sit in the front seat. You sit in the front seat. By the way, she does not sound like Stephen Michael. She talks like, you know, someone who could, you know, have a conversation. A, a human. Uh, yes. Sounds like a human. But no, she literally is like, up here, babe. Take a left here, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss this exit, babe. Oh, man. I, <laughs> it's amazing. And it's, they literally, it, it's like he knows. He, I had no idea what she was saying. Like, do I, is he supposed to exit here or not? But he knew. They have clearly worked out a routine. I was in the car with them th- at least for three different freeway trips, and she she uh, navigated the whole thing perfectly. Uh, Steve and Michael also brought four cases of water, which I didn't know why, and then it turns out the next day they were giving them away at the show with uh, little stickers put on it, like our little Choney wipes. Mm, yes, excellent. Uh, beyond that, uh, oh, I had, I had John Lamoureux on the show. You're laying a lot of track here. It turned out uh, uh, he is actually a pretty big Kiss fan, but... He didn't start buying, like, he's known of Kiss and liked Kiss for a long time. Didn't start buying Kiss till about five or six years ago. It's a fascinating story. <laughs> okay, then. It involves his children. Yeah. Uh, well, it's definitely one of the, one of the weirdest uh, origin stories I've ever heard about Kiss. So, which makes sense because he's, he's Mormon.
He lives out by you. He's in Denver, so you guys should hang out. I, and, uh... Well, I didn't know that until recently. Okay. He, I think he moved. I don't think he was in Denver last year. I'm almost positive. So, anyway. No idea. But, uh, yeah, look him up. Uh, John Lamoureux, the Hustle Podcast is who I'm talking about there. No, a great guy. He was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got to spend a little more time. And I tried to talk to people that I didn't talk to last year. And maybe this is a good time to talk about trying to talk to Michael Butler. I will Ooh. tell you this. I, Michael Butler, if you have anything you want to talk to me about, and whether it's, you know, like via the... Uh, I don't know, Facebook Messenger, or maybe at an expo where we, we can sit face-to-face. I'm happy to talk to you. Uh, you don't feel seem to feel the same way, um, but I, I gave it a shot. Is that right? I did, yeah. Uh, he wasn't... He Look, he didn't take any... He, he wasn't rude or... Well, he was dismissive. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I know what that is. It's unfortunate. I mean, I, I stopped listening... Uh like about a year, a year to this day. <laughs> but I used to listen to his show too. I just don't get it, but whatever. Yeah. That, well, to each his own. Uh, he, uh, he is definitely a pioneer in podcasting and someone that a lot of people look up to. It'd be nice if he was, uh, you know, at least a little approachable, but maybe that's just who you know, he is though. I, I, don't I, be too ju- I honestly don't want to be too judgy on it because I, it just might be how he's comfortable in conversating because, you know, he is, he's, 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 he's a little bit different is all. Well, sure. He's like he's like the Ronnie James Dio of podcasting. He needs a cape. <laughs> is that okay? Because he's so tiny. Is all I mean. Are you kidding? Of course. Yeah. I, I do you want to say more? I think about that's it? being light. They, they, I, yeah, the guy's a fucking asshole. I forgot to mention we got a lot of respect for ripping three sides of the coin. Oh, did we? At least the conversations I had is like, I like that you guys will take on three sides of the coin. I don't have a friend. Oh, that's good. So no, nice. I no longer care. And after talking to Ian Wadley extensively over the weekend, I'm not going to worry about pissing another show off, period. Right. Exactly. Uh, Oh, you mean the Rock and and Metal podcast or whatever? Yeah. And for those listening out there, if you want a – what I find is a a great recap of the weekend just to get the vibe and everything is Pods and Saws, which you were on, and – and Craig Gass, Courtney Cronin. I've only about halfway through it, but definitely check that out. You 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 did well on there, uh, I must say, sir. A couple ball bustings uh, uh, from yeah. everybody, all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a roundhouse. It's like they, a roundhouse. They kept going back to it. Do you like that? They kept wanting me to like, <laughs> like, like. Please say some more shit. Like it was like me with Ron Keel. I was like, are you sure you don't want another drink? Because I want to talk more Ingve. <laughs> <laughs> they kept they kept going there and they kept veering right back to my nutsack. Over and over again. Right. No, it, clearly they're <laughs> when someone does that that hard they either love you or they hate you, right? Let, let me tell you about pods and sods. Perfectly rated. Perfect <laughs> no doubt. Did you get that at all? Any perfectly rated comments? Yes, perfectly rated. I'm sorry, that was on my list too. It was perfectly rated and three sides of the coin. As I said, it was was Voltron there or any other bots? <laughs> Some of the fans? No, but that topic came up a lot. Oh, good. good. Uh, by a lot of different shows. It is clearly not an anomaly. Thank you, Ace Freely, for introducing Ayo. yourself to that word. I, I, you know, I don't think that Ace Freely actually knows what that word means either. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in the future. The, the three sides of a, uh, a coin expo is going to be huge, don't you think? Yes. It's just all bots, all automated fans. Yeah, no, no. It's when the robots take over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Terminator 5. <sighs> oh, oh, my God. There are no humans. <laughs> what is it called? Ry- Ry- Rise of the Machines. 
They turn into the gods of the machines. They, yeah, three sides of the coin become so popular, they are killed by robots. Send me the cease and desist letter, Michael. I dare you. I I must kill you, mostly because you did an entire episode going over a contract. Did you get a chance to talk to Henning last year? You know, the guy who's like a big fan, kind of flies in from Germany? Uh, I did not. I kept looking for somebody wearing lederhosen, but like, <laughs> I didn't see any. Well, he doesn't dress like that. But like you, I, did, I didn't oh. know that until this year. Because I, okay. I also, with everything being such a blur... Uh, I didn't get a chance to meet him, uh, so but I did. I, I got to meet him this year, and I got a hug from him. Uh, and Ooh, I, it, it was after nice. the the post party show with that Jacob Cade guy and Denman, 
And mm-hmm. he was, uh, it turned out, waiting for an Uber. So about eight seconds after I'm, like, introducing myself, it shows up. And like a fucking pip, he's like, that's my Uber. And then he does, he's the, <laughs> he doesn't even, he looks back at the Uber while he says that. And then he continues to talk to me for at least another 90 seconds. Oh, So he's like, nice. you're going to wait. what a man uh but uh i i got to spend a lot of time this weekend more more on the on the sunday day hanging out in aaron camaro's backyard but it started at the end of uh the expo with uh the rock and pot rock and metal combat guys ralph and ian and they they had a couple uh of their bigger fans that came with a guy named metal mike who's an amazing dude to talk to and probably the hottest kind of chubby nurse, male nurse I've ever met. Um, and I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And a guy named Scott Stein, who's a little chubbier, but uh, uh, just 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 as nice a guy. You, did you see their intro? They, they, they actually filmed themselves walking into the expo dressed as Vinnie Vincent. Uh, Ralph was just, you know, it, like supposed to be Vinnie from like in Kiss. And <laughs> Ian was Vinnie now, so he wore a dress. <laughs> Vinny and Vicky Vincent. No, all I saw was was pictures of them. Where I assume is later in the day. Where, where like, I, I was like, I don't even know what they were dressed like because half the makeup was off. I couldn't even make up. The, oh yeah, I was gone by like noon. Okay, that's all I saw was the sweat soaked yeah. version. So I'll have to see that intro. Th- that's amazing. So did they film it like? Uh, yeah, I shared like, it on uh, the Facebook on the- page. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. I didn't see it. So anybody who hasn't seen it, yeah, brilliant though. I mean, and they they go up and and they they talk to all these people as they come in. It's like, are you me, Mister Mustard? <laughs> and he's like, did I save kids? You damn right I did. And they just keep doing that over and over again. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh my god! Uh, see, that's probably better than the real. Yeah, yeah no better. shit. So Vinnie Vincent did show up. Is all I'm getting at there? Yeah, no, yeah, it was Ralph and Ian. Uh, oh God, it's amazing, uh, Vinny and Vicky. And then That's at it. the end of the night, they had the um, the Expo Jam, and I, I look, I was supposed to play a Megadeth tune that I never took time to learn. I apologize to Lee <laughs> the morning of, and he's like, "What is it? We're just gonna cut it. We're gonna play Symphony of Destruction." Uh, I just never sat down with it. I have never played the song in my life, so I was gonna play God of Thunder and sing Highway to Hell. I looked up the lyrics to Highway to Hell, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. I go up there, and it's in a, a slightly different key than I'm used to singing in, which is probably the actual key it's in. And all of a sudden, brain froze. I got about half the lyrics right, so I apologize to anybody that was there. But they, they ended it. It ended up being Shock Me was the last song, and Gary Schaller just from, uh, oh, what, what's the Kiss show that uh, Kim Mills does? I, I get the names confused. Is that Podkiss? Pod, pod, that's Podkiss. Okay. Yes. So Pod kissed Gary Schaller just shredded the fucking main solo and then the really? outro live solo. It was incredible. And then some fucking jackass from the venue is doing that like cut your throat sign over his neck and he's like, You're done! You're done! And so only like, you know, fifteen minutes of music got played. So I never got to play God of Thunder with Craig uh from Pods and Sods and, and Gary actually. <sighs> that sucks. Yeah. The, oh man, that sucks. Cause charisma was a highlight from last year. Yeah. No. It was. Uh, look. It was. It was a lot of drunken fun. And it was heading that way this year. Actually, it was much more. Actually, sounded much better this year. Uh, but so after that, we went out to uh, 
to get some drinks and dinner and a, a table of like 30 of us. And we had a waitress that was, God, she was so slow. I was like, have you never served a table of 30 before? <laughs> uh, no, she was, she was amazing, uh, honestly. Uh, so I, I really hope everybody tipped as well as I did. I was trying to, I figured at least a couple people wouldn't. So I tried to compensate a bit. But I talked to Dennis Talbot from uh, Ages of Rock. And it dawned on me how many podcasts it's it, it are actually spawned because of Kiss fans. Not that they're all about Kiss, but our show kind of is based on us being Kiss fans, don't you think? Oh yeah, I mean that was a, that was the uh, it's I think it's a common language. Like, do you speak Kiss? Okay, we can be friends. I got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. Was it refreshing, at least this year, to not try to explain the stupid name of the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Drink. Drink. You know what I mean? Because at first you're like, I think last year... It's like Cobras and Fire. I don't know. Okay. Didn't even dawn on me. Didn't get asked that one time this year. That's a sign of progress, right? (laughs) It really is when you don't have to explain the name of your business to somebody. So, all right, all right. What else do you want to talk about? Sunday? Yeah, like, Sunday we went to uh, Aaron Camaro's backyard. I got to see the Adobe Hut. Oh, I was hoping to see the Adobe Hut. I didn't see it in any pictures, but we're, before you get to that, how was the post party? This, this de- uh, I like Denman from last year and this new new upstart uh, kid. Yeah, J- uh, Jacob Cade, uh, just phenomenal. He's got a star quality to him, great player, pretty good songs. I mean, he's young, so these things are going to grow, right? But his parents were there, and his dad is in the band. 
Oh, boy. Yeah, you need to kind of get away from that. Um, and also, he, again, did not take away from his performance. His dad, phenomenal bass player, but there's absolutely nothing cool about seeing a 19-year-old kid in a band with his dad. You just described Dan Halen uh, <laughs> the last couple of years. Yeah, no, and I feel the same way about then. It, that is not cool at all. Uh, I don't no, need no. to see a father-son rock and roll band. Be in a church choir if you want to see that. You know what? Because that's nepotism. Uh, actually, there's you have a- to have equal equal opportunity employers. That's what bands are. You can't just throw your your son or your dad in there. Come on. I, I have a different reason why. Okay, why? Because it's lame. <laughs> it sucks. Also, uh, is, he, is he just is he checking to make sure he's getting the high quality squish or making sure he's not getting the squish? <laughs> you know, that's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, there's so many levels of why this doesn't work. Uh, it's all right, son. It's all right, son. I got quality control. You? No, nope. I mean, it's just a very odd thing. And his mom's in the front row, and she was also selling his merch. And I'm like, oh. you need to get a look. Look, he's only 19 or something like that, right? So he's got time, but he's very good, and he has a very star quality essence to him. He a stage presence. Just, I'm sorry, kid. You got to get rid of your dad, Uh, and yeah, or at least stop telling everybody in the crowd. FYI, on base is my dad, because I wouldn't (laughs) have. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. Okay, so that's the only reason I'm saying this. Just, just play and go. Yeah, I got these old guys with me because they're fucking wicked good, and I'm a kid. But no, he's like, I love this guy. He's my best friend, and he's my dad. I went from a rock chub to a rock softy right there, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, you should. You shouldn't. That's breaking the uh, the third wall, whatever they call it. You gotta, you gotta keep some mystique there. I, I would say that this is kind of like a little band starter kit for him. It's almost like having a, a Hollywood <laughs> mom or dad with an actor just hovering. It around actually the set is making- very reminiscent of that. Uh, uh, because I'll tell you this, he went 20 minutes long, which meant Denman got 20 minutes less, and it yeah. irritated the fuck out of them. And if I, I might not have noticed if I didn't know, but once you knew, you could see it in their body language. They were just like, fuck this. And you're going to learn this crap as you go, but there's no way Denman wants to play with this guy again.
So let's talk about the panels. I know you're part of one. What are some of the panels that uh, did you see any of them? Besides the one you were at? I did. I'm <laughs> going to do a really horrible job of, of describing them. But John, La- John Lamoureux did one that was fascinating. Uh, I think it was about songwriting. Yep. <laughs> it was, yes. Okay. He did a songwriting one. Uh, I didn't see the rest of them until I did mine, which was the one with Erie Vaughn. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. My name is Baco. I'm a, host of the, a co-host of the Cobras and Fire podcast. Uh, we are a comedy rock Podcast. We also do some interviews, and one of my more recent ones, and uh, a bit of a bucket list guy for me is Erie Vaughn. And sure. it, it was a blast, and it people loved Erie this whole weekend. He sold out of all of his books. He brought a guitar that Ooh. he hand-painted. His table was always with somebody in front of it, and he was happy as shit. You know, the funny thing about Erie is that, like, before the event opened, I stepped outside to do my, you know, check-in with Amy and see how things are going, and like, hey, I'm at the expo. I'm look, really looking forward to it. And we're talking. I'm like, oh, it's Erie Vaughn. So I ended up like being right there and like, uh, so I, I, I carried all of, I was, I was Erie's bitch. I carried all his nice. books in. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you don't have any problems being on stage or in front of crowds being a, you know, a world traveler or Jesus Chrysler, right? Uh, absolutely. So. No drink. Uh, no, it was yeah. cool. Um, I got told to sit where I was supposed to sit and, uh, <laughs> I sat there and I just basically just, uh, I, I did like a, a 30 minute version of my interview with him. So but with more pyro, right? Uh, and actually, uh, less pyro. Yeah. <laughs> I just see that. There should be a thing like on these panels, if they're going bad, you just shoot off fireworks. <laughs> or, <laughs> or pyro, just, just uh, use the kiss Use the kiss uh, thing. Things go bad, blow more shit up. Well, Aaron and Camaro was emceeing everything, so it, oh, no matter how bad it got, you had him coming up before and after everything, so it was all smooth. Very shiny jacket, looking very rock star No, he was very amazing, cool. too. I mean, is yeah. Uh, he was well. You've met him as advertised, yeah. don't you think? He, he one perfectly rated. Perfectly rated is Aaron Camaro. I went platinum zero times. No, it was great. Erie, Erie was awesome. And you know what? Before we get past the expo, I have to tell you, Ron Keel yeah. was the highlight of the entire weekend. He knows our show. Uh, remember how drunk I told you he got on, on Friday night? It was only a half hour ago, so yes, I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Friday, I walk in, he's talking to Ken Mills, and he catches me out of the corner of the line. He's like, Baco! Just a fascinating, very uh, self-promoting individual, very fired up. You got that right. Uh, yeah. And he did every show that would take him, and he is the metal cowboy. So, <laughs> okay, hats off to you, Ron. So Sunday was all about hanging out in Aaron Camaro's backyard. Oh, yes. I can see. Now, did your GPS say make a right at the salvage yard and then pay close attention and just listen? And you'll know <laughs> you're going the right direction if you hear dueling banjos get closer and closer. It did, but it said all that like, now, take a right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually, I actually rode with Rock and Ron in the only Kia that I've ever seen that sits uh, has three rows of seating. Uh, wow, didn't know that existed. That's the Rock and Kia. All yeah, right. it's so the Rock, got, and uh, I sat next to Pete Coon. Hmm, nice, yeah, with with nice. the you know, I, Canadian geeks in I the back if, seat. I wonder if a Rock and Ron and a Pete Coon had a falling out when he actually asked to be called Raccoon. <laughs> 
You sure you don't? Want I to, want the rocket. Yeah, uh, you sure you don't want to be saving all these gems for when you're on the show? <laughs> oh, that trust me. I uh, I want them to be actually heard sometimes. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, great, even better. Uh, yeah, no, I so I, I I didn't. I have no idea what the GPS said. I was just uh, I was passed out in the backseat of Rock and Ron's car. Uh, Rock and Fair Ron enough. was. Uh, I, I was awakened by Rock and Dawn uh, touching me uncomfortably uh, on my kneecap. Now, when you got there, did you? Was it just like a dream? You just opened your eyes, and there's an Adobe Hut with a microphone in it. <laughs> now, in his backyard, uh, so, right? So, I want to. They've never taken any pictures. There's no evidence there is, of what the Decibel Geek Studio looks like. If you look at the picture that I shared with with all of us in his backyard, behind us yeah. is what you called the Adobe Hut. And Ooh. I and I think, in all respect to Aaron, uh, because I. I'm going to be honest here. In my head, I, I was thinking one of those things that you buy at like Home Depot that's kind of a, a prefab thing you just kind of assemble. This is okay. a custom build. I don't know. It's about a 10 by 8 room, uh, oh. and it does have air conditioning and carpeting. Oh, and uh, it is, it is you know, because Sinzak's like a little better than an Adobe Hut, don't you think? And <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yeah, this is actually really cool. Uh, now the the weird thing is that like we get there and there's only a handful of us at this point, right? And so we go into sure. the uh, we'll we'll just keep calling it an Adobe Hut because that's funny. Please. Yeah. Um, and it's air the air conditioner's on and it's nice and cool. And the first thing Aaron does is prop the door wide open. And so within like four minutes, it's like you know ninety four degrees. Oh, like, so he doesn't like, understand how air conditioning yeah. works. Yeah, so uh, then then uh, Wadley and Ralph and Metal Mike and Scott show up, and then we got we have all these people who who uh, are more of overweight than me, and that's bad. And, and we're all just sweating, so we all end up being out in the backyard, and eventually it turns out that like uh, Aaron, Aaron is going to let us into the house as long as we stay on the tile. <laughs> You're like we're like rabid dogs. You have to stay in one section. They they have like a, a baby gate, like cordoning you off uh, in a certain area, trying to crawl over. But I'm just. But back to the Adobe Hut. Is the uh, is the plumbing a, a a circle on the floor? A square? No, I mean there's there's no actual plumbing there. I did. Oh, you do get to pee behind well, it. <laughs> well, I figured I figured for convenience they just had two shitholes on the both sides of the mic. <laughs> Just, just drop a deuce in the middle. No, they got a little table going. with four mic uh, little props on it, and they got uh, two couches and uh, his entire CD collection. Oh, here, here's a funny story for you. Uh, Pete from uh, the Decibel Geek TV, He, sure. I was looking through Aaron's CDs, and Pete goes, what do you think his most obscure CD is? I'm like, oh, it's easily this one. So I, I pulled out the Jesus Christ CD and handed it to him. And now he, right. Pete doesn't know that I'm in the band. Sure. He's never heard of the band, of course. Uh, well, well, I'm not sure how, but so yeah, I'm like, okay, continue. You, I'm like, Pete, you got to pull that cover out and look at the singer. He's kind of kind of turns me on. So he pulls through <laughs> and, he, and he looks at it and he's like kind of staring at it for a bit. And everybody's laughing because everybody else knows. And right. he's like, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Took him a while. But no, uh, yeah, so he's got like, I don't know. 9,000 CDs on a couple of racks there. He has a bunch of rock uh, biographies, all sorts of action figures, and, uh, you know, some framed photos that, uh, you know, your average person wouldn't buy a frame for. Um, so when you're in the tiled area of the house, which is where? The kitchen. No, that's not too bad. And there's like, what, 15 of you there? Yeah. 12? I didn't the best that. thing is he brought out coasters for the table, and they were just CDs. 
And I, and I don't, I don't mean like the actual CD. I'm just talking about like a, a full CD in a case. He's like, sure, he, he brought sure. out like eight records he owns on CD and threw them on the table. He's like, here's your coasters. You just put your beer on it like um, I'm on an Enough Enough CD or something like that. So I assume all the beer coasters were Enough Enough CDs. <laughs> no, there was a couple tough ones there. Oh, God. There you yeah. go. Perfect. Good One local age. All right. Oh, hey, hey, hey. But uh, yeah, so but when you're there and you're looking around at, at your fellow podcasters, do you all of a sudden go, what the fuck have we created? <laughs> all of us just like, how do we get here? How is this even how is this even happening? And it's a beautiful mess. Oh, it's, it's a, a classic loose cannon Baco transition right here. You you would have done that. I I did the opposite where it's like, these are my people. You said you wanted my love. To be a part of your game But when I came from above I looked around but she turned on flame But now you're scratching and crawling Your way up from the grave You should have stayed in the dirt, girl It's like I told you It's like I told you I came from outer space that's how I know your name. It's like I told you I came from out of space. I wanna take you away. You took a drink of my sweet love, and then the poison took. You hooked me up to your sick machine. And then I blew you up You were one in a billion Before the button was pushed You should have stayed in the dirt, girl It's like I told you It's like I told you I came from outer space That's how I know your name I'm sick and tired of the human race I wanna take you away It's like I told you I came from outer space That's how I know your name I'm sick and tired of the human race I want you by my side I wanna take you to heaven Take you away from this 
Wally Gator uh, from the the CGCM TSVU uh, STOP STP SID thing. Um, See, just just sitting outside with him uh, at the pre party as he's about to pass out because he's been up since like three o'clock in the morning was kind of sure. surreal. But okay. so many of these things, just meeting Rich for the first time, uh, actually getting a chance to talk to Dr. Fuck uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, and all these guys. Are, oh, I should mention uh, Chris Sinzak's brother, Eric. I talked to him about Veganable. It turns out he lives in California, and he's trying to put together his own little movie thing. So I made my little dry pitch to him on Veganable, and we had this whole little conversation, and then he comes back at me with this very serious military movie that's a true story, and it's actually very fascinating. I'd elaborate, but I'd actually be embarrassingly off on what he was talking about. I just don't want to sure. disrespect it because I was talking about fucking Veganable. Let's do I want to hear your pitch right now. Hey, so <laughs> do your pitch again for Veganable. Elevator pitch. Bring it. It's a vegan. He's vegan by day, but cannibal by night. There's a pitch. Yeah. That's it. Okay. He eats he eats people at night. Yeah, he's, so he's no. chowing on, on it's like a challenge. sci-fi movie uh, idea. So, uh, no, yes. we, we, we talked about that a bit. Now, it, it, was, it was more of a way to say it was a pleasure meeting him. He had so much fun. I don't want to speak for him, but it felt like he was like proud of his brother, I think. Yeah, I think what's really cool about everything, just in summary, not to take you off. off uh, well, what are you talking about? That's all I do is take you off course. Of course, the, go for it. The, yeah, so is that, like you just said, I don't think that anybody really rips anybody off. At least nobody that's there, you know? We each have our own thing or a different slant on everything. I don't. Re- I really don't think there's clones. No. At least in that community, which there might be some out there in general. I don't have a friend. But that are third... I guess what I'm saying is we're not surrounded by tricksters. Oh, my God. Imagine if Trickster was a new band today. <laughs> we might be... We were surrounded by Tora Tora. But yeah, there's, there's definitely... No, maybe, maybe Trickster will be there next year. Yeah, yeah. You know, Paz Asad's gets weighed into the minutia and they actually have facts. They're, they're cobras and fire for smart people. Yeah. Right? We've yep, said this yep, before. Yep. Uh, but yeah, everybody has their own thing is all I'm saying. Like, I don't listen. I can listen to all these different podcasts and be served uh, a different helping, even if it's on the same subject, the same exact album or something like that, if you see my meaning. Yeah, I mean, that's why you, you can hear some of the recaps from the weekend and get a different story. So we got drunk but, uh, in Aaron's backyard. And <laughs> that's a summary. Uh, I actually uh, gave Andy Lafon 20 bucks to go get another case of beer at one point. Uh, are, are you familiar with Andy? Do, do, do you uh, recall from him from last year? Right, right. I assume he never returned. No, <laughs> no he was back in six minutes. Oh, good. That's, that's pretty. Talk about convenience. Hmm. A convenient location as well. And the drinking continued. And then this led into, was this the whole afternoon leading up to the comedy show? It was. And uh, like, I remember I was like, I don't know if I'm going to the comedy show. I'm going to yeah. the comedy show. <laughs> uh, so in, for this for this comedy place, they usually have a two-drink minimum. This is a 20-drink minimum. <laughs> yeah. All right. Did you already hear Craig Gass's set? <laughs> no, I haven't heard any of it. But I can just imagine that, that he had the most lubed audience he's had in quite a while walk in there. Yeah, it was actually... I mean, for being a Sunday night, it was a great crowd. There had to be a hundred or more people there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, I've been to tons of comedy shows, and anytime it's in the triple digits, you know, in a smaller club, 
I don't know how big Zandy's is, but I'm assuming that that fills it up pretty well. Yeah, definitely. There was like an upper area that I don't think a lot of people were in, but the main floor was pretty much packed. And I got separated from everybody. And I got ended up, uh, the only spot I could find by someone I knew was right across from Ian from uh, Rock and Metal Podcast, which actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Uh, we, we shared a bucket of beers and watched Courtney Cornyn Dold tell some pretty funny jokes. Uh, Earl Skakel came out with his Vinnie Vincent shirt on. And then... Vinny Vincent Invasion shirt on, and then followed by Craig Gass, the headliner. So Craig Gass comes on, he was funny, and uh, after that was when pretty much the first time I had a chance to talk to Courtney the whole weekend. She went oh, to cool. Journey and Def Leppard with Billy Hardaway the night before, yeah. uh, so they had to leave early. Uh, okay. <laughs> they had to go see Def, uh, Joe Elliott's Magic Vocals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, see Billy's recap for that. I, I did meet Mark Slaughter uh, out on the sidewalk and in the the, the uh, actual venue after the oh, show. Oh yeah, I saw that. Sure. Um, did you ask him what it was like performing in a parking lot in Denver?
So afterwards, we're, we're kind of walking out in the club where everybody's getting ready to go. And now some of the people that we're hanging out with, I'm not going to see again before I fly back home, right? So we're doing yeah. our good goodbyes and doing that, 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 that what we call in Minnesota the Minnesota goodbye, which takes about 45 minutes. Oh, uh, so we're just standing outside, you know, all hugging and talking. And Jeff Labar from Cinderella comes out. And uh, yeah, he uh, he has a bag of meth and some bath salts, and the next morning I wake up next to Ian Wadley and Jeff Labar. <laughs> That's not true. Continue on. No, it's totally true. That's exactly. And then we went to Shoney's <laughs> for the third time. Yeah. Uh, and Metal Mike gave uh, Ian and I a ride to the airport. Thank you, Metal Mike, for letting me latch on and uh, or leech on, I should say. Yeah, you saved me t- at least twenty bucks in Uber fare. So that was my well, weekend, was- man. Uh, so there's no Jeff Labar. What? No, oh, Jeff Labar. We we left him at Shoney's. No, he went to the bathroom and then we just took off. Oh, okay. So he's like the Dave Mustaine of the uh, <laughs> of the expo. And yeah, we left the check too. <laughs> oh, that's right. And you left him. Uh, you gave him some bus fare. That's fine. No, no, no. Cool. We he paid for the check. Oh, okay. All right. That's that's even worse. Who knows? Yeah, okay. he probably didn't have the money. He probably had to blow somebody. <laughs> He'll, he'll probably start his own band, and uh, never, never. It doesn't matter what 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 level Jeff Labar's band will will get. It'll never compare to Cinderella. Uh, obviously, I'm kidding. Uh, Jeff Labar was very nice. He did bum a cigarette off of Aaron Camaro. Yeah, but then Dana Strum bummed the cigarette off of Jeff Labar. <laughs> yeah, of course, because Jeff was wearing a bikini. <laughs> oh my! Little 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 callback. Anybody didn't understand that joke? That was a that was a uh, deep one. Go, keep going. That's about it, Loose man. It was a fabulous weekend. You were sorely missed. I had so many people come up and talk to me and say, uh, "Where is he?" Or they heard the episode and said, "Oh, it's too." I wish he was here. That kind of thing. Uh, you were definitely uh, had a presence, but not an essence. So uh, next year, right? I like it. Oh yeah. Next year, that's, your that's, kid's not going to have a birthday, so you can come. That's correct. I I've, <laughs> I, I insulted him many times over the weekend for being born in an inconvenient weekend, as well as uh, I've actually I was like I was, I'm just going to change the fucking calendar is what I'm going to do. You can completely mind fuck a kid if you think about it. Just just redo the days. It's a lot of work, but I'll make it work. It's fun. right on. A quick question for you. My last of the night. Yeah. Now, as you know, we interviewed Kenny Olson last year, right? Yeah. Of the of the uh, Brown Trucker Band, Kid Rock. Yeah, he was there. Did you talk to him at all? I did Say not, hello. but he thought he was talking to me. <laughs> so uh, I was just wondering if he if you talked to him and he, he mentioned that we'll definitely get together and do a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he talked. Do an, do a, he he talked to Josh Toomey, uh, who we shared a table with, which was probably part of the confusion, to be fair. But he, he oh, okay. like Toomey came up to me after he was like, "Yeah, is that?" He thought I was talking to you because he was like, "I remember you from last year. You jerk socks and all." <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, that's 365 bong hits. Uh, Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Rock's not dead. More energy. Come on. That was pretty good energy. Yeah. It it sounded like a man that had been out of town for four days. Do it again. Rock's not dead. It just cured swamp ass with a choney wipe.
myself, I'm not sure if you did this, but I got married to be told what not to do. Mm, no, I did the opposite. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 